Welcome to episode 32 of the Student Pilot Cast. Today's episode is part two of Potapalooza 2009 from Oshkosh. It's back! The Internet's top aviation podcast stars are together again this year at EAA AirVenture. Potapalooza is a forum Friday after the air show in Pavilion 4. You can hear Potapalooza live here on EAA Radio, or you can come out to meet your favorite aviation podcasters in person and join in on a little virtual hangar flying. Hello, everyone. It's time for Episode 32 of the Student Pilot Cast, Potapalooza 2009, Part 2. If you haven't listened to the first part of this, check out SPC Episode 31, which is Part 1 of Potapalooza. In this episode today, we continue the show after EAA Radio had to cut over to another feature. So this is Potapalooza Unplugged. Enjoy. All right, folks, uh, it is official. We're no longer on the radio, so you're safe. They have cut to theater in the woods, so that was... Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, did you stop recording or something? No, I just said everybody was leaving. That's all. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Can you swear now? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. I'm people who have been here for many years, like a lot of us, um, EAA made some major changes in the layout and some of the facilities besides the flush toilets. There are new 45-degree paths, so you can actually get where you want to get a little faster. You can cut the corner. You also don't have to necessarily look behind you to see who's trying to run you down in the big truck. There are concrete benches around. So everybody like the new improvements? Any comments? Anything that I missed? <laughs> Thumbs up. We got it. Okay. Wait a that was an iffy. Yeah. Iffy? <laughs> iffy. Yeah, I like a bunch of the... I'm a volunteer here with EAA Video. And for us, I mean, we love a lot of the new... Uh, the benches are great for people, everything. We can't get there from here. Yeah. We have to go I know exactly all the way out and around. So we've had instances where it's like, hey, can you quick run down you know, to Theater in the Woods for something? And we're like, we'll see you in 20. So some of the pieces are really good. I really, as a pedestrian, I really, really like the improvements. But as a volunteer trying to get from point A to point B, if you have to go through the center of the facility, it's really complicated. Yeah, it's understandable. yeah I, I had that exact same problem coming here to set up today. I, I headed from the press headquarters right down the, the road there. And I got stopped and turned around, and uh, basically there were a lot of complaints in previous years, uh, especially the last couple, about, oh, there's all these darn golf carts around from, from uh, attendees, which, which is understandable, but obviously there are things that you have to do and we have to do, and there's a lot going on here. But, yeah, now there are cart paths that go kind of out around the outside, so you, you don't really see too many carts in Aeroshell Square. I guess it is possible to get vehicles in there still, but only if you're really, really, really special. Well, I just think that maybe the next thing, the next fundraiser would be the EAA monorail. Now, the the real problem with the cart paths is that it keeps the carts out of the people, but it doesn't keep the people (coughs) off the cart paths, so it's really hard to get around, as he said, but... Go, right, go, go ahead. ahead in the back there, Rod. Hey guys, um, so my my uh, my comment about the about the new changes and all that, I want to say, AT and T, thanks for nothing. <laughs> Fail. Emotion. Boo. And secondly, you know we're out in Camp Scholar, and I know that there are signs over that says Camp Scholar has Wi-Fi, but I think there's a difference between the camp 
having Wi-Fi and having Wi-Fi that works. So if they could fix that, if they could fix you know, that, I mean, th- that would really in- sort of help out the, sort of the quality of life for folks that are here all week. Not to make excuses for EA's IT folks, but it, it feels like they just didn't anticipate how much traffic, how much bandwidth would be required, because there are areas that seem like it's working okay. We're I'm told to- that if you go down to ultralights, you can get on the Wi-Fi, and there are places where it's okay. There certainly are places where it's atrocious. What, what do you think? Well, it definitely is. I mean, at press headquarters, we didn't have Wi-Fi for the first day or so, but I know they had a new IT person start less than a month ago, and... So they're a little understaffed, and he's coming up to speed really quickly. So part of me gives them the benefit of the doubt. Part of them, part of me says, well, they should have just outsourced it then, if they can't do it. Yeah, but the data, the data issue on on AT and T, like Twitter and stuff, that's that's not a Wi-Fi issue no, for EAA. I mean, but Will's going yeah. off to premiere his movie trailer. <clears throat> Bye, Will. Big round of applause there. We're not good enough. He's going to go hang out with Harrison Ford tonight. Oh, he was trying to quietly sneak out, I think. No, 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 no. None of that. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know this, uh, Will, Will is at 8 o'clock. Will. Something yeah, like that down, down at the... What time? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock at the Fly-In Theater. So uh, after we're done here, if you want to go and check that out, and if you miss it, it's on your website, right? It'll be on the website next week. That- that, that was one of the questions I was going to ask when uh, uh, Kent here hit me um, earlier. Is there anybody here who hasn't heard of a pilot story, the movie that is uh, being produced now? Anybody who has not heard of it? It's the guy from China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will, That's, you're going to need to do some so more marketing they, in they China. They didn't get the memo on China, right? Okay. So Will Hawkins, who, who just left, is, is uh, producing with uh, uh, a co-producer... A, Rico. Uh, a Rico, Rico, a new film uh, called A Pilot Story. And uh, they are, as, as Kent mentioned, they are premiering the third trailer for that uh, in theater in the, or not theater in the woods, in fly-in theater tonight at 8. Yeah, and we are hoping that the premiere of the actual movie is going to happen here next year. So yeah. that would be cool. So you folks presumably listen to one or more of these podcasts, and if you're like me, there certainly has been a moment when you've, like, hollered at your iPod, all right? It's like, (laughs) what do you mean, or why do you say that, or that's just the stupidest thing I ever heard, and here's your chance, all right? Uh, Really seriously, uh, do you have any questions for us about about our thoughts on aviation or the process of producing podcasts? They also could be laughing and enjoying them, too, Jack. Get that possibility. Doesn't seem likely to me. (laughs) Questions? What's that? Yeah, that didn't mute. Yeah, <laughs> these things happen. Live radio, not really. Uh, so, anybody have a question? Rod had to be at the back of the room. He always has a question. Okay, you guys have been doing this for a while. What's next? Well, that's a good question. Well, I don't know. I guess we uh, we started off with uh, obviously audio. And I've started getting into video a little more. I've done a couple of real short video things. We had the, well, we, we did have my glider intro flight a couple of years ago was, was in our feed. When I went up in the tower, Canon gave me this amazing camera, $11,000 camera. And I, moving up from a little tiny Nikon point and shoot, I went, ooh. There's something I can do with this. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting, getting some more really nifty still pictures. And hopefully we'll start 
putting them on here during the podcast. What are some? Are, are any anyone else here thinking about taking podcasts to the next level? And yeah, what is that level? I started doing some of that with uh, with video, and what I found out is I'm a really lousy video editor. Uh, and so there, there, there's definitely a, a, a treat to that. I mean, it, audio seems to be more intuitive to me than, than the, the intricacies of... I mean, Will could probably do an astounding job with the video, uh, but not to, not to mention the software, but I, I, I'm a little slow on that yeah. right now. Jason, you seem to... Yeah, well, at the finer points of flying, what I've been doing, um, and Rod, you're right, I've been doing, doing it, we've, we've all been doing it for a long time, but I feel like I've been doing it uh, for a very long time. October 14th, 2005 was the first podcast, and um, for those of you that don't know the finer points, it's a, essentially a weekly flight training tip. It's kind of a short format, uh, little bits of CFI wisdom, kind of like a weekly BFR vitamin pill, if you will. And uh, we kind of started doing video also. So now we've got an audio podcast and a video podcast each week. And I've really poured a lot of my heart and, uh, in, into it and really tried to give the best advice I can about flying. And um, I found that after, I think we're on 200-plus audio episodes and coming up on 65 video tips at the moment. So what we've done recently is expand that into a Twitter feed, uh, which is separate from my personal Twitter feed. So we've got TFP of Flying where you can get Twitter updates about, about you know, flight training tips. And what we're working on at the Finer Points of Flying is kind of carefully seeking out other master flight instructors to come in and sort of add to what I've been doing over, over that period of time and get other CFI opinions and other, um, other instructors into the mix to sort of kick the fire up a little bit and, uh, and help me keep pushing out really, really good quality flight training tips. Yeah. So the people who raised their hands who were in training or were going to be in training, I think we had somebody, I don't know if they're still here, who was in the back of the room who hadn't, who hadn't started yet. I'll reiterate this. I said this last year, but uh, Jason's podcast, I, I, love lis- I, I always loved listening to all of them because they were very entertaining. Um, they were fun to listen to. They got me through my commutes. Um, Jason's were you know, some of the few who actually had had helped my flying while I was learning to fly. And so I, I highly encourage everybody, even if you're already a pilot, because he does do, he does do things that are good refreshers. Um, but uh, especially if you're training, it's uh, almost like having a second instructor kind of giving you tips. Well, gee, thanks, Bill. And also, you know, as long as I'm saying that, too, if there's anybody in the listening audience, or actually anybody in the physical audience, for that matter, or anybody who hears this down the line who's interested in providing some of those tips or feels that they are a, a CFI with a unique point of view and um, a lot of uh, experience in the field, definitely contact us at thefinerpoints.net. One of the things we're doing um, on uh, uncontrolled airspace is uh, we have not quite as many episodes as, as Jason, but we're up to 100 and almost 150 episodes now. Um, one thing that always surprised me as, as sort of the producer watching the logistics of the podcast is to discover that um, people still download every one of our episodes. We get people downloading episode the, the very first ones, you know, and, and that's kind of amazing to me, um, if only because... There's a lot of dated material there, and to kind of find your way through all the, you know, the chaff to find the good wheat, you know, you have to like listen to all these old ep- old episodes. So what we're doing on uncontrolled airspace is we're now in the process of going through all the old episodes and extracting the the, the kind of highlights, if you will, um, the segments that are not dated, that are not time sensitive, that still we think maybe are interesting, and then we're going to build a a web-based uh, a player environment where you can actually search and surf and. Browse 
browse through all these old clips and listen to them individually. We're also going to give you the ability to do things like, you know, rate them with stars and add comments and so forth. Hopefully that will add to the browsing experience so you'll be able to find the ones that are most popular and the ones that have been played the most and things I like that. I hear dance mix. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so we're trying to, trying to leverage all that old material, you know, because we've got, you know, we, 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 we passed a, a, a sort of a watershed mark recently where there are now, if you were now to listen to all of the episodes of Uncontrolled Airspace, back to back, no break, 24 hours a day, it would take you over a week to listen to them all. And uh, obviously people aren't going to do that to get the good stuff, the, the bits and pieces. So we're, we're going to help out. Some people commute from China. <laughs> So some that, people and some people come to Oshkosh from North Carolina via Orlando. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a listener turned podcaster, because I was a listener to, to the Pilot's Flight Podlog, and then I became Will's co-host. One of the things I really like is in cockpit audio, and and I'm talking to to Bill and his his podcasts, his episodes of his flight training are getting longer and longer and longer because he's putting in cockpit audio. Do you? I'm getting the impression that a lot of people like in-cockpit audio. Is that true? Yeah. One of the things I would like to do, and I don't know how, and I don't know if it should be part of our podcast, and I, don't, I haven't even talked to Will about this, so I'm just going to, you know, this is something I kind of have a personal desire to do, whether it's part of uh, uh, Pilot's Flight Podlog or something else. But, you know, I've, I've taken some demo flights, and I'm going to be taking more demo flights, and I'm, I, I'd like to start doing some more training on my own, but it is my intention to record all of my flights, what, what whether, you... whether, they are, whether they are me training or me getting a demo or me simply catching a ride with somebody, because in every flight, there's, there's, it, it, if, if the whole flight isn't great, there's still nuggets of great stuff in there, so... Well, you know, I should I should be uh, finished putting my training out there in a couple of months. It would be a good time to take over. <laughs> right. There you go. So, Oops. you know, I just, I, I, I don't know if there's a, a, a place for a podcast. I know people have said that they're going to make the Incognito Audio podcast or something, but I mean, there's just, I think that there's a cool place for that. I don't know if it's part of this existing podcast or, or, because or, the podcast we have is really just more like hangar flying, but, you know, I, that kind of stuff just, I could sit there and listen to ATC and the interactions and then the commentary about what situation brought you to this place. That, that kind of, that's something I enjoy, and I, I think a lot of the listeners enjoy that, too. I think it's important to capture that because the most important moments in aviation happen when we don't expect them. Um, you could be out just trying to fly so that you don't get as sick for an upcoming flight. You know, it's sort of you know, torture training that, yeah, it's acro and it's kind of fun, but then there's a conversation that happens with some guy with a radio on the ground, and the neighborhood kids are shouting in the background. You know, all that stuff that is the big reason you you do what you do, and you realize, like, three-quarters of the way through it, no, nothing worth realizing happens until you're at least three-quarters of the way through it, that you are the guy in the red airplane, and thank goodness you had an audio recorder going. So what Dave says is right. You know, you capture this stuff because you don't know when the magic's going to happen until it's three-quarters of the way over. And if you have the skills and abilities, it is incumbent upon you to share it with people if you can. And, and hopefully, um, w- you know, we have this tiny little bit of talent, um, you know, that, uh, that he shows in finding poetry in some of the most mundane things uh, that pilots see all the time. 
Um, we, <laughs> no, we bow to you. He, he's got so much talent. I'm sure everybody in here knows, uh, knows his, uh, his feeds. Luckily, they're timeless, most of them. Some of, they mostly don't have to do with news, so you don't have to go through and do a best of because pretty much that's your whole feed. Well, it was, so, it was thank e- you. Oh my, oh, my pleasure, truly. It, it, was, it was Ezra. Thanks, thanks, guys, truly. I've been saying to people this week that I, I wish I was as creative as Steve's pinky fingernail. <laughs> Ezra Pound said literature is news that stays news. Um, and I, I think that goes to the point, I don't number my shows. Uh, the vast majority of them don't have any reference to, to time or, frankly, to place. But that's the beauty of the pod sphere, is that you know we got the hangar flying shows where you know UCAP uh, is outdated within a couple of weeks usually, and that's good because you guys are current. You're dealing with stuff that is coming up you know day to day. You know other shows do different things. Um, an observation I've had, and I can't wait for this diversity of skills and approaches for podcasts to to develop. We are being recognized. Um, as a medium, you know, whether it's for marketing, there are there are product lines that are interested in, you know, our the, the place we have in people's hearts and minds, um, and there are folks who have opportunities. Uh, Roger Bishop is here, who is the director of the Indianapolis Air Show, uh, who bent over backwards and provided me the best media access I've ever had, more than I hoped for. And that content is, is still coming out as I have the opportunity to do that. Um, as air show organizers, directors, promoters, as manufacturers, as product lines, whatever the case may be, you know, begin to take us seriously. You know, less and less, still a lot, but less and less we, we, do we have to explain to somebody what a podcast is. Um, and I think it's largely because Twitter has become so popular and, you know, they, they sort of get from Twitter and social media to new media sort of back to us. Uh, our mature technology, and they recognize that it's, that it's mature. And the fact is that we've got this kind of diversity sing, sitting, you know, at the table with me and out in the audience as well, to be able to apply to the access we're being given and the support that we're getting from, you know, OEMs, manufacturers, social media sites, and all that. We are in such a great position to leverage this. Let's use this power for good. Agreed. And uh, one thing that I I liked about what you said is that there's so much diversity in the potosphere, and I think that there's room for a lot more. And one of the things I I pleaded for last year here at Potapalooza at Oshkosh, um, I asked that, I I hoped that there would be more of us up here than there were last year, and I think we did that, right? We've got more people here, more podcasts for sure are out there, and the diversity is really needed. It's unlike, it's a little bit like, uh, like attorneys, um, you know, more doesn't uh, take away jobs, it just creates jobs for everybody else. So I hope that we continue, we continue okay. to grow the potosphere. I don't even think, I don't think Steve heard that. Uh, <laughs> it's important that we continue to grow that. So I hope that there's more people out there. I hope that there's more diversity, that there's more people that are willing to take the time, put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and reach down into yourself for the creativity. And, and the, the time needed to do this because more is better. All right. That was, what, Rod's question from 20 minutes ago? I think we answered that now. Uh, do we have any other questions? Go ahead, Len. 
Well, you did mention Twitter, Twitter being a bigger thing uh, going on. Do you all have Twitter accounts, and can you uh, let the listeners know uh, what your account number is? By the way, I'm flying pilot. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. When we go down we the Lena, Lena's a ret- retired podcaster. What's that? He's real, a retired podcaster. Real quickly, you are on Twitter? Oh, uh, I am uh, on Twitter, Stephen Force, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-F-O-R-C. Are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. It's Pilot Stu, S-T-U. Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, Bill Will. It's B-I-L-L-W-I-L. Two L's, then one. This is one I of my favorites right here. Flying Cheesehead. And it is, it is a cheese, unfortunately, I had to put a Z instead of an S-E at the end because I ran into Twitter's 15-character limit. But yes, Flying Cheesehead with a Z at the end of cheese. I am Dave Flies, D-A-V-E-F-L-Y-S, and Will Hawkins is Pilot Will. Uh, I'm Jet Wine, uh, J-E-T-W-H-I-N-E. And I'm Air Pigs, and that is with a Z just because I like a Z, so it's A-I-R-P-I-G-Z. Uh, well, as I mentioned, if you're, <clears throat> if you're interested in the flight training tips, that is TFP of flying. Uh, but if you're interested in just kind of following along with me and my life in the flying world, it is on the flight line. So you'll find Jason Miller uh, Twitter feed on the flight line. And I am, I'm Jack Hodgson, just my name, no dots, no dashes, no spaces. And uh, Jeb uh, Burnside is Burnside J. Uh, and Dave, we haven't convinced yet. So I, I think Jeb is the newest uh, podcaster yeah, to join Twitter. Yeah, although he's jumped in with both feet. He's kind of into yeah. it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the old guy who emailed his partner saying there's this new thing called Twitter. You guys ought to get accounts. And they who thought he was nuts. <laughs> so my account is Mike A. I missed you. I'm sorry. He's hiding behind a headset. I know. He looks like an engineer. Uh, I'm sorry, Jason and I are having a nice little conversation there. Someone had something they wanted to say? Where, where were we here? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm standing here and I'm saying, who? And he keeps pointing like, and I'm going, okay, who is it then? Third base. I'm a technology junkie. What is the one piece of technology, aviation or otherwise, that you couldn't live without here at Oshkosh? <laughs> a computer. Oh, here at Oshkosh. <laughs> here, here at Oshkosh. <laughs> You know, I still like my iPhone a lot. It's AT&T that's really screwed it up, yeah. and I think once those are available on other networks, that'll probably help AT&T even as people move away. But not really aviation technology, even though there's a lot of cool apps, including uh, we have Tyson from Flight in the back corner here who showed me their latest thing last night, which... I don't know, you want to talk about that a little? or It was really cool. That's all I've got to say. So keep, keep an eye on, uh, on ForeFlight maybe, maybe in another week or two once Apple gets their act together and, and approves that. Just go search for ForeFlight and you'll find something real neat in there. Uh, I, was, I was very impressed because I had another app that does something, a, a small subset of their new thing and is a, not even close to the speed of theirs. So that was, that was pretty neat, but... I don't know. I don't really consider it an aviation gadget anyway. So I, I was going to say the most important thing for me has been a non-AT&T phone. <laughs> yes. You know, you wouldn't know it this year, but my favorite technology at Oshkosh is air conditioning. I, I would say actually uh, this Oshkosh, and this is different this time, uh, the technology, no matter how you access it, for me that was probably the most important has been Twitter. 
So uh, being able to uh, quickly meet up, uh, reach out to uh, not only followers, but uh, people that I'm following and, and find out what's going on. Um, I had to come late because of work, uh, so I got here on Wednesday, and I almost felt like I was here with all of my friends um, because of Twitter. And so I, I think that was probably this year the most important technology for me. Speaking yeah, of- I have to say, it's, it's pretty amazing this year to see the number of people who are clearly enjoying AirVenture not here. Um, you know, people who are either arriving later or people who aren't arriving at all. And uh, there, because there are people like Dave who are streaming video from time to time. There's a lot of people posting pictures on Flickr and other photo sites. Of course, with all the Twitter stuff that's going on, there are people who are blogging. I mean, and that's just in addition to the EAA is producing a lot of material on a, on a minute-by-minute basis. There are a lot of people out there this year who are able through the Internet to enjoy this event. And it's kind of cool. Yeah, it seems to me like Twitter this year had the same bump that podcasting did from 2006 to 2007. In 2006, we went around interviewing people, and we said, we're a podcast, and they said, huh? And then in 2007, they said, oh, yeah, we listened to you. Last year, I already had a Twitter account, but nobody was really talking about Twitter, and when you mentioned Twitter, again, it was, huh? And now this year, yeah, there's there's a pretty much a 24-hour news feed going out of here on Twitter if you search for the hashtag Osho9, so it's, it's pretty neat. In addition to all of the other things, the Twitters, the iPhones, the, everything that's been, been talked about, one of the things that I've used a lot of is this cheap voice recorder because this is what Will and I have recorded our little quick casts on. You've got one in the back, too. And I mean, I, I'm no audiophile like Stephen Force on the end with, a, with an M-Audio $400 piece of recording equipment that he can carry in his pocket, but which I'd love to have, by the way. That, that if you, talk, na- for that if you talk nice about it, you'll have on your ride tomorrow. Right. That, that's right. That's, that's the camera. But this here has been just great because I can carry it with me. I can plug it into an airplane. It's not the best audio, but it works for podcasting, and it works for li- me listening to it. And uh, I can't tell you the number of times I just said, hey, there's an airplane flying over. I'd like to hear that again and just recorded. So it's just been a nice little handy piece. of, And it, and it fits like next to my credit cards. It's really small. Um, probably until I got here, I'd probably say my iPhone as well. And I, I mean, I only got this because of Mr. Transponder in the back there. He was playing with one last year and lunch, and I said, ooh, that looks pretty cool. But honestly, the, the applications for aviation that you can put on here, flight control. Anybody do flight control? Besides oh, that? yes. I think we all do flight, flight control. control. Okay, okay, all right. Why yeah, do you I'm... think we don't have any new pilots to cast episodes out lately? <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, but but the the big disappointment this year though has been the fact that Twitter doesn't work where they squat here uh, on the grounds. At least it hasn't for me. So uh, it's been real intermittent, and that's that's been a shame. Yeah, and of course it's not Twitter that's not working. It's no, the no, it's, a, the it's internet the that's not working. Yeah. It's AT and T's uh, internet that's not working. You had your hand up. Yeah, I do. Um, we all can't uh, afford to forget the end user and his MP3 player because that is how I hear about every one of you, Jason uh-huh. Miller. All through my private pilot training and your CD, um, you cab, you guys are awesome. Stephen Force, not enough of you though. Like to hear more? Maybe I'm missing it. I don't know. And then uh, your voice is from the Pilot's Flight Podlog, the the tongue twister right, epi- uh, right. podcast. And not enough of you guys either. But I appreciate every one of you. You're my link to aviation when I can't talk about it, and I really just if- love it. 
Thank if you. there's one Thank thing that we love hearing is, and, and we hear it all the time, is that hey, there's not enough. So we appreciate as as podcasters, we appreciate that you guys can't get enough of us. We we are the nicotine gum of your addiction. <laughs> All right, my question for the panel today is, if you knew somebody that said they wanted to start a podcast, other than saying don't do it, what would be your one piece of advice to get them started? Um, well, my, my advice would not be don't do it. It would be do, do it, it. Because I want to listen. Publish don't. often. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Get a recorder, record it, learn the couple of skills that you need to to translate it into a file and throw it up there. Yeah, one of the things that uh, we've kind of learned along the way, uh, early on, I always wanted it to sound like your 10 o'clock evening news, all super professional and everything. But the interesting thing is that the stuff that ends up being most popular is the stuff that we almost didn't even put up. Um, A few years ago, when I flew into here on the Fisk VFR approach for the first time, I recorded it starting an hour earlier over the Sheboygan Falls VOR at 12,000 feet and looping all the way down to Juneau and descending and coming in here and taxiing for 18 minutes into the North 40. And I pulled a couple of little chunks out of that to use in one of our episodes during the week that week. But, you know, I had this hour-long audio file that, again, cockpit audio, we all love that stuff, right? But that was one thing that we had debated ever putting up at all. Are people going to really want to listen to this whole thing? But we just threw it up there, and everybody loved it. So and I know that's happened to some other podcasts, too, where, uh, and other episodes of ours, where there's been things that we went, ah, do we really want to put that up there? And that's the kind of stuff people like. So don't be shy. You know, Just talk about the stuff that you love in aviation, and chances are there's, there's other people that love it, too. So. Yeah, like, like Steve was saying, it's um, you know the diversity is great, and I mean you can go back. I've never gone back and changed or corrected any of my old episodes. And if you listen to about my first seven or eight episodes, they're almost impossible to listen to. The levels are off, it, the audio is horrible, the music is going to bust your eardrum uh, when it comes on. The, but but I haven't gone back and changed them. I've just you know plowed through it, and I've gotten better and better at it. I've gotten a, you know, a few pieces of equipment that make it sound a little better. I want it to sound good, but, it, it, but it's really the content. The other big surprising thing for me, exactly like Kent, is when I started doing it, um, I expected my podcast episodes to be um, you know, fairly short. Um, it would be talking about each lesson, maybe a little bit of cockpit audio. But what's, what's happened is that um, overwhelmingly, the most requested thing that I get from listeners through email, through Twitter, whatever it may be, is, um, or comments on the site, is we love the cockpit audio. And to me, it, like Kent, you know, why would somebody want to listen to this? It's just me flying around. It's, you know, it's going to be boring for them. It wasn't for me, but I'm sure it's boring for other people. But if you think about it, um, you know, that's, that's the type of thing that I would want to hear as well. But because it was happening to me, I, f- I felt like it was boring. So, um, and that's how a lot of people, I think, think may keep you from doing it. But don't think that. We want to hear it. Everybody wants to hear um, your, your perspective on things. Um, you'll figure out the technology and the technology part. And uh, uh, you'll get, you'll get a, a group of people who are listening. So. It's still a sandbox. On the Internet, nobody knows you're a dog. That kind of thing. Um, speak from the heart. Put the important stuff on. Include your mistakes. Amen. When you when you when you point the airplane at Korea, on your instrument check ride, <laughs> put it in the feed. 
put it in the intro to your show. I mean, that's what, you know, people are looking for a connection with you. And unless you show them that you're a hell of a lot like them, and especially if you're flying a check ride out of Pontiac uh, or anything to do with the Pontiac VOR, that, 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 that's what you do. You, you, this is still a sandbox, folks. You know, I, you know, and same with me. I used to publish at 56K because that's what I heard Leo Laporte did. And, you know, heavens, why would, you know, people might not download me if I had a 14 meg file. My current episode's 185 and it's full up video. So get out there, be creative, and put it out there. But put it out there with some regularity, put it out often, and don't hide the ugly stuff because we all need reassurance that other folks go through this crap. And that it happens to everybody. F-16 if Sully did a rides. podcast, he would have sucky moments too. <laughs> F-16 rides don't happen yeah, maybe to not everybody, Sully. Steve. We like screw-ups because they make great outtakes. <laughs> you know what Sully said, that, well, both Sully and Jeff said, that went through their head is three or four things that we don't know about that, they're one, that they think they screwed up, which is what every pilot thinks about after every flight. It's the only thing they can think of. And we can't think of anything that could have gone more perfectly for them. But that's the way it goes, right? I mean, a lot of pilots, you know, walk away from the airport. You know, they, they, they're in the car. Oh, did I shut the master switch off? I'm a guy who's like, I did put the gear down, right? <laughs> it, it, took, it took a lot of power to get to parking. <laughs> It was the flat spot on the wheel. I think we we're gonna go see Will's uh, Will and Rico's trailer, eh? Yeah, that's right. We're uh, we're we got 27 minutes left until the start of the trailer. So if you want to stick around here and mingle with us, I'm sure most of us will be here for a couple minutes. Um, but yes, there will be time for you now to walk down to the south end of the field. What do you got, Jack? Yes, we're gonna have uh, the the amazing Stephen Force play us a little song. Well, we're having Jason Miller sing it, correct? Oh, wait, Steve, you know it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'll sing it. <clears throat> and, dude, it's going to be in D again. I'm sorry, Kent. Uh, you're going you're uh, to change uh, the instrument and the key? All right. All right. You, you can play that. But, you know, I'm talking about including mistakes. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> talking about being brave? Okay. Is that it? Look up dude, in the sky. Yeah. There you are. Look up in the sky and there you are Floating like an angel on the airwaves Or falling like a raven in the afternoon haze I look up in the sky, there you are All right, folks, thank, thank you very much for coming and sticking with us for this long. We do appreciate it, and we'll be uh, hanging around up here. We'll Come on up and talk year. to us while we're tearing down. See you guys. Thanks for coming. There you go. That completes our coverage of Potapalooza 2009. I hope you enjoyed this year's edition. I want to extend a big thank you to all of you who made their way over to the pavilions for the show and for participating in the show. I also hope to see even more of you there next year. It's a great time and very fun for all of us to meet the listeners face-to-face. I'm sure I speak for the other podcasters on this as well. As usual, you can contact me directly through email using the address bill at studentpilotcast.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash billwill. That's B-I-L-L-W-I-L. I love hearing from you, so keep the emails and comments coming. So that'll do it for this episode of the Student Pilot Cast. It's time to get out there and fly. for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot Cast using iTunes, Zune, or any other podcast aggregator at www.studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and me alone in the situation that we were in at the time. Please do not try to apply anything you see or hear in this episode or any other episode to your own flying. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.